This is a crowd podcast. Welcome to Go Love Yourself, the podcast where we're all trying to love ourselves a little bit more. I am obsessed, darling. David. David. (laughs) How are you good at that? That's so annoying. (laughs) Oh, I just love (laughs) Lauren, you sexy bitch. (laughs) (laughs) What way to start the episode? Every podcast like that, please. <laughs> Lauren, you're a sexy bitch. You did a, a sexy, sexy post bitch. on Instagram. I must admit, I was like, <laughs> I watched it like eight times, had a wank, and I'm joking, I didn't. <laughs> please let someone have wanked over my face. I can't cope. Babe. Oh, I'm pretty sure they did. So uh, tell us a little bit about that. That was pretty fabulous. Babes, I don't know what came over me. Well, I do. Well, let's talk about it. So um, first of all, I was sick with nerves while I was waiting for it to post. Because uh, I was like, oh my God, no one's going to like it. Anything like that. I put my phone down for half an hour and my phone blew up because everyone that follows me is a thirsty bunch of bitches um but I just I don't know what it was like I have got like maybe we'll talk about this in another episode (sighs) something has changed within me right (laughs) (laughs) here we go (laughs) I love it I love it I really love it um yeah I feel something's pinged somewhere and I'm just like fuck this shit I'm a sexy bitch I feel confident I feel good the episode that we did with Scotty Unfamous where she was like why the fuck do you care you know walk around in underwear in your house get used to seeing your body as it is now as a sexy thing and I've been doing it and obviously I've been dating as well so I am getting that validation but it's not about boys it's just I'm feeling like a sexy bitch and I was like I love this feeling I know I love this because when I watched the video I was really struck by A obviously how fit you looked and <laughs> B for me it was like not watching a different person but it mm. was just it really struck me that you would never have done that even three months ago let alone a year ago before we started this podcast and you were like I really hate the way I look I've put on weight I feel shit about myself I don't your words exactly to me were like I don't understand why anyone would want me looking like I do oh, because I don't really feel attractive sad? isn't that sad and then to think how far you've come it's amazing I'm so proud of you thank you and genuinely and I hope that the point of doing it was obviously to show other people that you can be sexy or sexual or whatever in whatever shape body that you're in it doesn't matter we need to see more bigger girls owning their sexuality online and stuff so that's the reason that I did it a hundred percent I mean yeah like you know a bit of validation online ain't no bad thing but it it really was to show other people that you can be sexy and like I think yeah we must have to talk about it a little bit because I remember saying that to you and I remember saying it in the in the episode that we recorded with Scotty Unfamous which was what three months ago if that of like I, I'm not dating right now because my body the reality of that is not the case like I've not had any you know boys are obsessed let's put it that way well, babes that's naturally. all we're saying <laughs> But it's nice. Yeah, I'm so happy for you and immensely proud. Um, yay, Grace Murphy. So yay. Everyone, just just know that you're sexy bitches no matter what bloody size pants you put on. doesn't matter. You're sexy bitches. It's all down to the confidence. And sometimes with these things, when it comes to sex, that is the only thing you've got to fake till you make is the confidence. And sometimes you've got to show it before you feel it. And it's game changer. Hear, hear. Anyway, enough about me. I think we haven't spoken about this yet. Taylor Swift's music video for Antihero. Yes. So 
Taylor Swift's released new music. Fabulous times are all very excited. She released a video with her song Antihero and it's referring to her eating disorder. And there is a scene where she stands on a scale and the word fat comes up and it's sort of her on the scale and then a different version of her looking at her. And I think naturally it got a lot of backlash because of the fact that this word fat is there. Laura, how do you feel? There was a lot of outrage and there was a lot of people kind of saying, oh, we know that being fat is everyone's worst nightmare. Looking like me, for example, or being bigger or whatever is people's worst nightmares. We don't need to be kind of told and we don't need someone as high profile as Taylor telling us that. And while there is part of me that does empathise with that, I also, I really can't, I can't stress this enough that we, we cannot go around invalidating people's experiences whether you are fat or whether you are thin we all have body issues and hang-ups I think completely different story if she'd have like the whole video and the whole premise of the video is about her worst nightmares and intrusive thoughts so if there was a woman in the video like looked like me and she was staring at her going like oh my god that's my worst fear then that is not nice on that person or people that look like that. But she hasn't done that. She's basically just said that she has struggled with an eating disorder. And for her, that eat, and for anyone, smaller body, larger body, mid, middle body, whatever, your experiences are and your fears and whether they're, you know, they are irrational, you've got body dysmorphia, whatever, they're real to you. And um, what made me quite sad is that that scene has been deleted now. And I, I just feel like it's just invalidating her experience. I feel like sometimes people just are very quick to jump on the bandwagon of, oh, that's diet culture. That's really bad. Or like, I'm offended by that. And then um, that's fine if you're offended by it, like you're allowed to be, like if that's your genuine reaction. But I think we are a bit too easily offended now. And actually, I just feel like it's her experience. That's her story. And who are we to kind of go, no, I don't like it. Mm. I also have to say this. I think that a lot of people in the space that we're in online in the whole like body positivity thing, it's like anything for content, anything to get their five minutes of fame. I do agree with that bit. And yeah. it's starting to piss me off a little bit that like everything is being picked apart and nit- nitpicked at. And I just think that for me personally, didn't really see an issue with it. It was her her story to tell and I don't think it's for anyone to say to her oh you need to remove that or take it down or it's offensive see interestingly wow that was a lot sorry you've got the feelings (laughs) interestingly um, and I totally respect your opinion it's opinion of many people as well I 100% agree with you that we are not invalidating anybody's experience of an eating disorder or disordered eating no matter what you look like but more for me it's a case of Taylor is the most one of the most popular if not the most popular like musician out there that video is the first video back for this new album it was going to be seen millions of times if not more it maybe didn't need to be said like not to invalidate her experience but did it need to be put out in this place which is going to be seen millions of times by millions of people across the world and with that word there fat now I'm someone that I don't mind being called fat because it's factually true but for a lot of people that word isn't they don't like it. They don't, it's not nice. And what he's saying is, yeah, my worst nightmare is to be fat. Well, I'm fat. That makes me feel like shit. And I just think, yeah. I totally get it. Like, I know why she did it. And I respect, like, what you said about it. But maybe if there was just something after, it just sort of stopped. I'm fat. That's the worst thing ever. Full stop. Moved on. If there was just something after that, that maybe softened it a little bit or something like that. I don't know the answer because I don't write music videos, but... <laughs> I just felt like it. you've got that platform that barely anyone else in the world has. And you said it. And I, I felt I felt gross by it. I can I can see that. I, mean, I, I obviously respect your opinion, but I think, yeah, we'll agree to disagree on that one. Uh, but something else we need to talk about. Disney's first ever 
plus size female protagonist. It's really cute. Have you seen it? I have. It's really cute. So it is a short film. So I think a lot, again, a lot of it was very much clickbait of like, you know, Disney's first, you know, fat princess. It's not, it is a short film. But we do have to take these little steps and we have got a fat Disney character that is not the villain. So woohoo! Or is not being laughed at. And that's a good step if not a tiny step but it's a good step I, I do agree with you but I think we're, oh, we're, we're going to go head, log ahead oh my episode. god I we're, see <laughs> <laughs> we're very different our differences are becoming more apparent I, know, I, love I agree it. with you that it was a step in the right direction mm. however having watched it and reflected see what I did there it's called reflect <laughs> <laughs> so clever I I think I was actually left a bit disappointed because mm. it was only like two minutes long mm. Uh, they all are to be fair yeah. it's like a series of short films I think the thing that annoyed me is that like can we not just have a story about a fat person and it not It'd be not about be them being fat yeah. like and I just I don't know I think I was watching I just finished Shit's Creek you finished you watched it you finished it oh my god what sorry hold on a minute wait stop the rest of the episode let's talk about this <laughs> so I really enjoyed it I really liked it I don't really like comedy that much but I really enjoyed it told you I liked it so much that I watched the kind of behind the scenes of how they made it and oh, all the like thing, at the end of it the letter yeah oh that was so sweet they were talking about the fan response to Shit's Creek in this kind of follow up episode and they were saying that the reason why it's been so popular with the LGBTQ plus community was that David's character he's a, one of the main characters and if you haven't seen it is gay but there's never ever any reference to him being gay in a kind of like a homophobic sense or like him coming out to his parents or being scared to come out or scared to be around he's just he's just gay like that's just it and he falls in love and has relationships and bad sex and good sex like everyone else and i think that's why the fans really like it and that's what like i personally as a plus size person want to see but what I'm scared about, and had, it did happen with this Disney short video, is that people already are saying, oh, that's it, you're just promoting obesity to the younger generation. And I just wish people would just be a bit more fucking understanding of that and just sort of show that like representation matters. And it isn't about promoting obesity, it's just about saying that people exist in different bodies. That's, it, that's literally it. No one's saying to you, go and eat 20 pizzas, are they? No, and like for you, Laura, so if you were... You know, bigger as a kid, had you seen that? Something from Disney, Disney of all things. Appreciate it's a small, short film, but whatever. Like that might have made you feel less alone as a kid. Hundred like, percent, it would have. That's what it's about. That's what representation is about. It's making you feel less alone and less judged. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, but you're always going to get those people. But unfortunately, I think those kind of people are also going to say things about the new Little Mermaid and. You can just all go fuck yourselves. Like, no, thank you very much. Maybe we have to take these short steps of it has to be spoken about and the fact that we talk about the fact that this character is big first before we get on to having a big character that's just big and we don't talk about it. Maybe it's a step. Yeah, I guess so. And at least, you know, body dysmorphia is real. I think the one thing that I was pleased about was that my fear was that she was she was actually in a smaller body and that the body dysmorphia made her think that she was in a bigger body. Very shallow how. But it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and actually that was one good thing about it. So, yeah. Thanks, Disney. It's a good start. Good start. But let's, you know. More. Let's, let's keep improving. All right. And now me and Laura are going to talk in depth about her feelings about Shit's Creek cold beans <laughs> ew David I, I cannot I cannot like how how like I can't <laughs> 
a huge thank you to today's Patreon sponsor, Christina Brodbeck. Christina, you bloody legend. Thank you so much for helping us continue the show. Thank you. Thank you, Christina, for supporting the pod. And if you would like to support the show, you can head to patreon.com forward slash go love yourself or search for go love yourself in Apple podcasts where you can sponsor the show for as little as one pound a week and you can get ad free and early episodes and help keep the show going. I'm so looking forward to doing this episode today because whenever we ask for topic ideas, PCOS is always pretty much at the top of the list. So if you aren't familiar with the term PCOS, it stands for polycystic ovary syndrome and it actually affects one in 10 women, which is so much more than I thought. And today's guest is a wonderful content creator who talks lots about life with PCOS. So a huge welcome to Sarah. You'll know her on Instagram as that girl, Sarah. Sarah, welcome to Go Love Yourself. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Thanks so much for having me on. Oh, it's it's an absolute pleasure. Yeah, thank you for coming on. And um, you can't see this if you're listening, but Sarah has the most incredible hair, like two-tone <laughs> yeah. hair vibes going on. We just fangirling before we started recording. <laughs> yeah, anyway. It. Um, it's giving me Harlequin vibes in the absolute best way possible. I love it. Yeah, love it. Here for it. Um, so before we get started, we have a question for you. Our favourite saying on the podcast is the way you look is the least interesting thing about you. So what is the most interesting thing about you? I run my own clothing business. It's basically, selling like t-shirts and sweatshirts and hoodies with slogans on the front basically so that's what I've been doing for the past two years maybe that's super cool love a small business owner (laughs) so we're gonna get stuck in and go straight to the point Sarah what is PCOS and what are the main symptoms okay so um, PCOS is a hormonal condition that affects the ovaries and it basically means that your ovaries are producing more androgens than normal some of the symptoms of PCOS are irregular periods excessive body hair weight gain thinning scalp hair infertility did I say that one already and also people with PCOS are prone to anxiety and depression yeah and I'm sure there'll be loads of people listening that go oh yeah I've got like most or some or all of those symptoms so that's why we wanted to do it really as well just to kind of help people that either have got it and are officially diagnosed or maybe people that are living with it and don't know they have it and I'm kind of I feel like I may be in that latter category because I remember having a scan for PCOS about I don't know seven eight years ago or something but I was on the pill and they were said that actually kind of like the pill disguises the symptoms of PCOS yeah they couldn't really tell me whether I, I had it or not so I'm so interested to talk to you today and really really grateful that you've yeah come on not a lot of people know about it to be honest with you like because there's no representation nobody talks about it there's nothing in the media about it there's no adverts about it so when somebody like me is talking about it people are like Mm. oh my god you know I never knew anybody else had this problem and it's interesting because I wonder if a lot of the reason for that is because a lot of people that have PCOS like you said about like the weight gain and struggling to lose weight and I wonder if fat phobia has a role to play in that um, we know that the NHS and uh, you know the medical world is inherently fat phobic mm-hmm. and I often wonder is it because of that that there isn't kind of more help support understanding empathy I might be wrong here but as far as I know there's also no real treatment for it so it kind of just seems to get a little bit lost and like put to one side and it's kind of just like I'll just get on with it yourself am, am I wrong in that in saying that or would that would you say that's fair yeah you're absolutely correct and GPs don't really know much about it at all you know I've been to the doctors about PCOS and they don't help me um so the last time I went was when I was 25 and the only thing that was suggested to me was a nutritionist and I walked out of that appointment crying and I just 
and never went back. So how did you officially get diagnosed? Um, so when I was around 17, I had started to grow really wispy facial hair. And obviously I was like, this is weird. <laughs> And my mum also was struggling with that when she was younger and she took me to the doctors and they ran blood tests and I had an internal scan and a an ultrasound scan to check for cysts and um, the blood tests came back to say that like the hormone levels weren't normal and then I got my diagnosis but then I left that appointment with no knowledge nobody was going to do anything to help me and I didn't have a solution so you literally just left completely on your own yeah and has there been any support since absolutely none um like I said that was when I was 17 or 18 and then I went back to the doctors when I was 25 because with the facial hair was just really I just wanted to get rid of it and it's only recently I've really started talking about my facial hair I think it was about a year ago I just thought I'm sure loads of people have this problem I'm just going to come out and I'm just going to say it because I already had built a little bit of a platform posting about you know fat liberation and stuff like that so I just bit the bullet and posted about my facial hair <laughs> what was the reaction to that because i'm seeing it a little bit more on tiktok especially tiktok's revelation mm. but so you know when you started posting about it what was the reaction yeah i mean mostly amazing a lot of support but then obviously there is the trolling side to it you know when people don't understand something that's the worst thing because they just troll the living daylights out of you so i remember mm. i posted one video which hit like six million views and it was yeah it was my first viral video about facial hair and the trolls were just absolutely relentless Mm. which did bring me down for like the whole weekend yeah it's really hard when that happens i can definitely empathize like like i think social media is great a lot of the time for finding people like you and representation and all of that and then sometimes there is that horrible dark side and unfortunately i think it comes a place of like ignorance and yeah fat phobia and it's it's horrible i'm really sad that you've had to deal with that and i know like people say something all the time and it doesn't really help when you're feeling shit and in the moment but i think it's amazing what you're doing and the fact that like although you've had a lot of the trolling and the dickheads you would have helped so many people like if if whenever i post about like facial hair because i don't know about you I find it predominantly comes one side of my face. Oh, really? Yeah. And when I was having tests for fertility, they said that one ovary potentially wasn't ovulating. And so I don't know why, but I always wonder if it's like the one that that doesn't look, if it's that side. But I tend to get all my hair around the right side of my face. But anytime I post about it, people like message me and say like, oh my God, thank you so much for normalizing it. Because I thought like I was, um, thought I was a monster and... I think it is quite normal. I think even when without PCOS. So, but yeah, I just want to say that I really appreciate what you're doing and I'm sure so many other women will as well. Thank you. Yeah, I just, I love to empower other people and that's like my main goal in life is to make others know that they're not alone and they're not a freak and they're not a weirdo. Like I felt like my, you know, most of my life, 
I was forever hiding it and, you know, shaving to within an inch of my life. And I wasn't happy like I am now. Yeah. And I think that comes from people like you on, on social media and seeing that representation of it. Because honestly, if I'm being honest, as of maybe like two years ago, I didn't see women posting about, you know, sort of underarm hair a little bit, but not so much, you know, excessive body hair anywhere else. And, you know, it's people's preference as to whether they get rid of it or not. It's really empowering to see people going, fucking hell, that I've got this condition, this thing that causes this body hair. And you're making people feel less alone in it. And that that must be so isolating for people because mm. of the immediate negative comments that come with women talking about body hair and growing hair in places that how dare you have body hair naturally grow out of your fucking body yeah. <laughs> oh it winds me up it's just so yeah <laughs> do you feel the pressure to like get rid of it if you don't mind talking about it like do you like shave wax do you get rid of it or do you kind of leave it like how do you deal with it um so i do get rid of it so i my chosen method is shaving and i mm. i used to do it every single day without fail but um in lockdown we had masks so i could get away with not doing it and it really helped with like the redness and soreness so now i mean i work alone anyway so it's absolutely fine you know my partner's very very accepting so i sometimes go like like two days without shaving it but i have tried laser hair removal and that didn't work for me which sometimes it doesn't for people with pcos yeah i have heard that and also waxing and epilating i'm you know i've tried it and it's far too painful so i'd rather just shave it and i'm happy to do that for the rest of my life because it's just part of my daily routine now like just like brushing my teeth do you know what I mean? Yeah. But a lot of people can't understand that. When I post videos sometimes, I do say, you know, I'm happy to shave my face and people are like, just laser. And it's like, it's not just as simple as, as no. just do this, yeah. just do that. And it's what I, it's like my, it's autonomy over my own body. I choose what I do with my body. I shave. I have done for years now. I grew up with Tash. My my brother always hit the piss out of me for having a moustache. Um, since I was like, even before puberty, I think. And then after puberty, it got worse. And um, yeah, I shave probably once or twice a week, my Tash. And then I pluck the chin hairs because they're really thick. But I don't know about you, but I get such pleasure from plucking my chin hairs. <laughs> like, it's one of my favourite things oh, to do. Yeah. Like the really thick ones. Yeah. I sit and I'm like, oh, I like make myself get spots because I've just been rubbing them all day. And I think, oh, I'll get that. One just later. get, get that one later. <laughs> just stop rubbing it. Just get it. <laughs> but that's it. I love this. It's, it's down to the choice of what you do with your body hair in general, but especially if you've got um, PCOS and it's more pronounced, like do whatever the fuck you want to do and also don't shame anybody if they want to keep it or if they want to get rid of it or their chosen method to get rid of it. So yeah, shaving. If, that was, if you've worked that into your life... Who the fuck Exactly. Just do you. Exactly. And, you know, so many people who follow me are like, I shave too. I prefer to shave too. The rest of society can't grasp that. And there's this myth, oh, you know, if you start shaving your face, it'll grow back thicker and darker. That's actually Mm. a myth. That doesn't happen. It is. I thought that was a myth because everyone says that to me. So I started shaving my forearms. I've got really dark hair on my forearms and I got them waxed a few times a few years ago. It was fucking painful, fucking expensive, thought I was going to die. And then I'll just shave them. It takes... (laughs) it takes 20 seconds yeah like mm. yeah best time i think it's hard because we do live in a society where like female body hair is unacceptable like we're supposed to be like bald infantilized children or babies Absolutely. and I, I if i often think about that it makes me gives me the creeps a little bit how like in porn especially yeah. we are supposed to be like 
waxed to within an inch of our lives and it's strange i think how the standards are not there for men where men's body hair is acceptable and women's aren't but i i will admit i mean i've seen a big trend lately towards women not shaving their armpits and the first my first reaction i see that and i go like oh oh and i have to be honest and say that it does make me feel uncomfortable as in like oh i think you know like oh i wish you'd shave that I just I'm not used to it and I kind of go oh that and that, and, and I will say like it's not for me like I mm. I, I don't want to have hairy armpits mm. but I think that the reason why I have that reaction and the reason I don't want it is just because we've been told that that is not beautiful that is not the beauty standard you have to be clean shaven like even like we're talking like years and years ago do you remember when Julia Roberts turned up at that premiere with the hairy armpits and there was absolute disgust and outrage and it's so frustrating because I just oh it just makes me cross because I think like we are not put on this earth to make men feel good about themselves and to appease the male gaze and yet somehow we're made to feel like that absolutely and you know I on you know the first viral video I got you know people were like you know you're never going to get a man a man wouldn't want you and I'm like that's absolutely great that is great I don't, <laughs> I don't want that <laughs> stop giving me reasons to not shake yeah like, like yeah. It's, a, it's a man repellent and that is fine by me <laughs> so it's time for a quick word from today's sponsor better help oh we all know life can be bloody hard sometimes uh, so many things get thrown at us it can be really difficult just to know where to start and I honestly, I don't know about you, mate. Sometimes I wish life just came with a user manual that just tells you how to deal with things like relationships, new jobs, life in general. That would be pretty nice, wouldn't <laughs> yeah. it? Um, definitely. <laughs> Love that for us. I feel like the closest thing that we're going to get to that, though, is like therapy and like talking. I cannot stress enough how great I think therapy is. And it can really help you figure out why you're feeling certain ways and also obviously how you can cope better with everything. Yeah. And having those conversations with someone that's impartial in your life is game changing and you you all know how Laura and I feel about therapy we're really supportive of it someone in my life is going through it at the minute and I can see such a change in them and it's just incredible you know therapy is just so important and that is why we're so excited to be working with BetterHelp so BetterHelp if you don't know is a video phone and live chat therapy service it can be more affordable and accessible than in-person therapy so it's definitely a good place to start if you are considering it and actually you can even be matched with a therapist in less than 48 hours yeah therapy can definitely help with problems solving and help you get through whatever is kind of troubling you in your life so if you fancy giving better help a try and joining the two million people who've already used it you can get 10 percent off your first month by going to betterhelp.com forward slash go love that's betterhelp.com forward slash go love hello i'm colson smith i'm jack p shepherd and i'm ben price we make up the sofa cinema club and we are back for a brand new series we've got one thing in common We love films. But that's where our similarities end. Each week we sit down together to watch one film and discuss what we loved, hated and rated. However, there is one thing that we can agree on, and that's that you should listen to Sofa Cinema Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to us right now. So we have loads of questions for you, sir, from our lovely listeners. So I was hoping, um, if you don't mind, you could answer a couple for us. Of course. So the lovely Charlotte has written into us and she wants to know where the best place to start is to go for PCOS advice. And she says that she feels really lost. So I would say that to empower yourself with the knowledge before you go to the doctor, you know, a lot of people would say to not do what I'm just about to say, but 
Google like has a lot of information on what polycystic ovary syndrome is and the symptoms and stuff like that. There's obviously also accounts like mine and there is also other accounts about PCOS on Instagram and TikTok and stuff with a lot of information. So definitely do some research yourself and then definitely book a doctor's appointment and you, you can take that research that you've learned to the doctors and tell them what you want out of the out of the appointment yeah that's really good advice thank you a lot of our listeners have, have written in to say that they have found it very difficult getting diagnosed mm. one of our listeners tanya said i went to the doctor sure i had pcos and he told me to go home quit being hysterical and that pain is normal for women yeah that that is totally awful and i would a hundred thousand percent be putting a complaint in about that doctor yeah a hundred percent and we also had a comment from jim who said that she's been struggling for years but can't get diagnosed because she's fat how would you deal with patronising doctors or how would you deal with these, you know, fat phobic clinicians? I would just say to be pushy. You know, you deserve to have answers. That That's what you went in for. And just because you live in a fat body doesn't mean you're any less deserving of good treatment from a doctor. So definitely be pushy and obviously if you've if you've researched beforehand you're empowered with the knowledge you can say this is what I want and then if they're still being patronizing I would honestly just put a complaint in about them and request to see another GP yeah I think that's really good advice I would definitely say that about seeing other GP I've had some bad experiences myself I know loads of our listeners have if you can, I know how hard it is to get a doctor's appointment, especially at the moment, but if you can try and get a female GP as well, I feel like... Yeah, 100%. I just feel like that that always does help. And you can request that as well on the phone when you call. So I think you hit the nail on the head though when you said about advocating yourself, female or male GP. I think one of the sad things I, f- I find about PCOS and a lot of people that, like that talk about it is that it can lead to and cause weight gain and the symptoms are helped with weight loss. So there's like the irony there. I think that's why a lot of doctors are patronising or don't maybe give the best advice because they say, well, if you lose weight, then that will might help reduce your symptoms. But obviously you're facing an uphill battle because it's going to be harder for you. Uh, it's been linked to like hormones and insulin and all of that. There's a lot of research, isn't there, which obviously I'm, I'm not an expert in. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it is, it is real hard work. And that's why I decided to just just live with my diagnosis you know I don't need to change anything I'm happy the way I am you know if I was I mean a lot of people with PCOS struggle to conceive so that's why they you know have to change their lifestyle and stuff and I totally understand that like whatever is best for you but for me I don't need to make any changes so that's why I just I'm happy to just live the way I am but people need to understand that the doctors are there for them it's not the other way around so the doctors really should be giving you the best care possible yeah absolutely talking about symptoms as well we had a few questions from our listeners about symptoms um and emma asked you say what symptoms made you realize that you had to go to the doctors so it was just the facial hair so like i said i was 17 when that started um and at that point it was very light and wispy but it was quite long at that point I was forever trying to cover it up with makeup but it was just coating the hair so it was it was still really Mm. noticeable so yeah that's what made me go to the doctors Um, at that point I wasn't really struggling with irregular periods but as I've got older that's when my periods have become more irregular yeah irregular we've not really spoken about that but irregular periods is something that 
a lot of people with PCOS struggle with a, a kind of varying difficulty. So I know some people that have periods for four months on end or they won't have a period for say like three years. Mm. Oh, and I wow. think that's the thing about PCOS is that there are there are different levels to it. I'm assuming PCOS affects women in smaller bodies as well. It's not explicitly if you're bigger, you get it. You, it, I'm assuming slimmer women have PCOS. Absolutely, yeah. So um, it affects people of all sizes and also people who are in smaller bodies still have the symptoms of PCOS. It's not something that can just go away. Once you are diagnosed with it, you, you have it forever. You can just control the symptoms of it. That's all you can do. Victoria Beckham famously um, has Does it. Does she? Yeah, because I remember when I was sort of thinking about looking at getting diagnosed or whatever, and I remember seeing and uh, reading about it in the like papers or the magazines and stuff, because I think she used to struggle with acne. And she lost a lot of weight, didn't she? She went mm. from being like a size 10 or whatever to a very small, like petite kind of size six or whatever. And I remember she spoke about having PCOS and yeah, she was, even she was saying that she felt like there was a bit of taboo about it. But it was interesting, the reaction that she got as a slimmer woman or someone in a smaller body to people in a bigger one, but it absolutely does affect women of all sizes. Yeah, and I find that, you know, when you see that somebody has PCOS in a smaller body everybody's surprised I'm, I'm interested to know you say like how does it impact you when people say oh you only have PCOS because of your weight does that affect you um not really all of those comments I've just tried I've just you know I either come back with something sarcastic or just ignore them but <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't really know what to say to that apart from well it uh, it's not true it's just categorically not true and, and kind of on that as well sir so has Living with PCOS and getting diagnosed with it, has that impacted your relationship with your body? Yes. When I was younger, I was really ashamed. I didn't want anybody to touch my face or to come too close to me. Obviously, since I've, you know, started speaking about it and started on my self-love journey, it's been so helpful to actually speak not just about my fat body, but also the facial hair because now I feel like I'm just bearing all to everybody and it's it's like it's freedom for me I was about to say there must feel like a freedom that comes with going actually I've got facial hair rather than like hiding it or feeling ashamed of it and actually putting yourself out there and talking about it openly I imagine is very liberating oh, absolutely and also how could I possibly like sit there and you know talk about self-love in my body and bigger bodies and stuff without mentioning my facial hair because that for me would be a bit inauthentic of me you have amazing support and like you say you've got some really lovely loyal followers and then you do get unfortunately the other side of it or the hate comments on tiktoks but um i have to say your responses to them are absolutely brilliant they're really funny <laughs> definitely give them give them give sarah a watch on tiktok if you haven't already uh, do they do they impact you the hate comments like how do you kind of get to the point where they like don't affect you when I first started and I had you know the first viral video it did really affect me it did bring me down responding sarcastically like in a jokey way that kind of works for me so I usually do that or just ignore them these days I just like delete and block you know my, my block list is about a, a million miles long so <laughs> but yeah I, I love to respond I love to make a fool out of them with whatever they've said and make them look silly yeah, they deserve it I'm sorry if you're if you're chatting shit to a stranger that you've never met online, you know nothing about them, then yeah, you deserve to be taken down a few pegs. Fuck yeah. off. <laughs> so, say so you mentioned about like your self love journey, and it's just so 
fucking lovely to hear. As part of that, you've decided to step away from wearing lots of black clothes and wearing lots more colour and mm-hmm. changing your style up. And I get excited about this because this is literally exactly what I've done in the last like, 18 months as well. What kind of like spurred that on for you and how are you finding the colourful world? Basically, I was just like, I don't know whether it's because Mercury was in retrograde or what, but I was in a depression like for a couple of weeks I was just feeling really low I didn't hate myself I didn't hate my body but just like I just looked at my hair and I just thought you just look ridiculous that hair is literally so boring (laughs) and like you know my my clothes and stuff I was like you're just so you need something you need something to do with yourself so I did start with my hair and I had it cut and I didn't like it so I had it cut again and then I loved it and then I coloured it so that was that and then I think last week I had a massive clear out of my wardrobe sold everything on Vinted and then yes. instead of putting that money in savings I used yes. that money to buy <laughs> more so clothes I'm doing it as well it's a bloody nightmare it's yeah great. so I, I bought more clothes from Vinted and they've started to arrive now and I am loving my new style so I want to start wearing like more like animal prints and just like clothes that are a little bit out there but the problem that I'm finding is that for all kind of like vintage and retro clothing there's not many plus sizes around there on vintage it's very very hard and not just Mm. vintage you know there was one clothing shop that I was looking at that I really loved their styles and they do go up to a size 22 or 24 so I ordered something and the sizing was so small yeah they're, they're really small I know exactly what you're talking about and it should have fit me so I was a bit like oh great so yeah I mean it's trial and error and you know we're just going with it but yeah I'm enjoying it so far oh my god I literally I think honestly mate we're doing the exact same thing at the exact same time because I'm selling everything but then I'm also (laughs) using the money that I'm making to buy new clothes but because like you can get some real deals on Vinted and, mm. you know, you can also haggle a little bit. I do haggle. I'm very cheeky. So you feel like you're able to a little bit more buy some stuff to experiment with. And there's been some bits that I've bought that haven't really worked and I've just resold on. But I can experiment more. Like I'm, you know, at the minute I'm about to, I'm about to buy a leather mini pleated skirt because I fucking can't do you know what I mean and like I'm looking at knee-high boots and I'm changing up everything because I was like well fuck it we can because obviously it's you know secondhand fashion it's good for the environment all that kind of stuff and I'm just like why wouldn't I like I saw someone on Instagram the other day wearing an outfit that I used to rock the shit out of when I was a size 12 and now I'm size 20 I'm like oh couldn't possibly um yes I could possibly yeah absolutely absolutely I went to Ibiza in the summer and I said to myself I want to go dressed like everyone else dresses I want to wear the skimpy little outfits and that's exactly what I did and honestly I (gasps) felt incredible like, yes. you know, usually going to Ibiza, I would always be looking at everybody else like, oh, you know, I wish I looked like them. I really want to wear those clothes. But this time I did. And I didn't compare myself once to anybody. That's amazing. Yeah, it was incredible. I find that really empowering because I often do that. I have to say I'm really, really bad. At, I go on holiday and I look around the yeah. pool and I compare myself and I think, oh, look at her figure. Like, she looks amazing. And you go out, you see people that like, I remember seeing this couple this girl she'd gone out on this like photo shoot I guess of her husband another Instagram husband shout out to the Instagram husbands they're great <laughs> thanks Matt and she just looked incredible like she just stepped up of Love Island or something and it made me feel really shit about myself and I think that yeah it's really important we don't compare ourselves and it's that we always say it, it sounds shallow saying about fashion and stuff but it isn't because it really can affect how you feel about oh, yourself and if it boosts yeah. your mood dopamine dressing it's a real thing I think if you dress in brighter oh, colours so right. like it can affect your mood and 
and how you feel about yourself. And I think if you feel better about yourself, you're kinder to yourself, you're kinder to other people. Like it's just all round win-win, isn't it? So yeah, wear what makes you feel good. Wear what makes you feel fabulous, ideally. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to spend so much more money on vintage. Babes, honestly. <laughs> What's really annoying though is I think we're the same size. So you and me are vying for the same fucking clothes on oh, vintage. Yeah. And you know what? Like, I'm so <laughs> impatient as well. So, you know, I do try and haggle, but if they don't get back to me within five minutes, I'm like, I need to buy it because it's going to go. Yeah, so that's I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> I haggle, but they're like, no, I'll just buy it. I'll buy it full price. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that vintage buyer's regret where you favorited it and then it gets sold and you're like but why didn't i buy it oh i've got that in the minute address i can't talk about when it. all your favorites it get sold and you get a notification Babes. yeah oh it's very <laughs> upsetting it's very upsetting but it's also bloody awesome totally recommend it and i love that you're doing that and i love that you want to get into animal print because around here girl we consider leopard print a neutral it's actually shocking that neither Laura or I are wearing leopard print right now. So. <laughs> oh, well, I can't tell you how interesting that was. I really appreciate you mm. being so open and honest and vulnerable with us. And I know that you will help a lot of people listening. So thank you so, so much for coming of on. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. This episode is also sponsored by Wild Deodorant. So we all know how important it is to get a good deodorant that lasts. And Wild is brilliant. They are the UK's number one natural deodorant company. And for good reason, because it actually works. It does. I'm a huge fan. It's very, very hard, I think, to find a natural deodorant that does actually work. And they really are changing the game in terms of how you buy deodorant. So how it works is they have this like refillable aluminium case. That was hard to say. Aluminium. You want to say aluminium, don't you? <laughs> I want to say actually aluminium. <laughs> <laughs> but it's an aluminium case. Yes, um, which you can customise with your name on. And they do all these different kind of like funky cases and styles. So you choose your perfect case colour and then you can choose loads of different scent combinations. Uh, my favourite, I have to say, is the fresh cotton and sea salt. They just did like a toasted marshmallow one, which is amazing. Ooh. Other ones are like coconut dream, sandalwood, uh, mint and eucalyptus. This is the only thing I found that actually does last all day. I, I genuinely think it's brilliant. Can I also just tell you, Lauren that it doubles up as a little chub rub stick does it i only just realized this someone dm'd me and was like did you know that you can also use it like to stop chafing and i was like no i tried it and it was brilliant it was oh, this is amazing <laughs> Doubly just another reason to love it <laughs> okay well on top of that already uh, it is also super convenient uh, to buy wild because you can get flexible subscription options so refills will come straight to your door and you can choose how often they get delivered and you can also get wild in boots waitrose and sainsbury's so if you fancy trying out wild deodorant you can get 20 percent off your first order using code love just head to wearewild.com and use code love so that's l-o-v-e to get your 20 percent off that was a really interesting episode i'm so grateful to sarah for coming on and being so open 100 percent, and i hope that it has helped people out there who might be experiencing the symptoms to realize that this is what it might be but also might encourage people to advocate for themselves when they go to the doctors as well absolutely yeah he's hoping and he's hoping that there's some relief as well for people that are struggling with it because it's it can be painful it can really affect your mental health as well so lots of love to anyone who is dealing with pcos for sure for sure right so laura we have had this message in from a listener who's after some advice from us are you ready 
She says, I'm due to get married soon and had a dress fitting with a seamstress today. I was so ashamed of how I looked, I couldn't bear to look in the mirror. This dress is beautiful. I just don't feel like I'm worth wearing something so pretty. Oh my God. When the appointment finished and I got back into my car, I burst into tears. I've had some horrible comments from my family, which has knocked my confidence. How can I build my confidence so I don't sabotage our special day? I saw this on our Facebook group. I could have cried for her. And I also saw the comments that our other listeners and members of the Facebook group were leaving. And you are all wonderful humans calling out her family. Yeah, it's awful. I'm so sorry that you've had to experience that. It's really tough. Really, it's really tough. And, it, you know, it's really hard to love yourself in a world that doesn't love you back. Let alone with your family, don't kind of love you back and, and can be nasty. And I think that there is so much pressure anyway around like wedding. As soon as you get engaged, it feels like everyone's like, oh, you're doing shred for the wed. And there's a lot of pressure and I don't want to be like, oh, it's all about me. Okay. But I just wanted to say that I honestly had a very, very similar, if not identical experience. I had a real struggle nightmare finding my dress as I've, you know, Lauren, um, and I've spoken about before. And I remember going for one of my fittings and next door to me was a bride who looked like the brides in the magazines, right? And she had the dress that I wanted. I I didn't want a big poofy dress. I wanted something quite slinky, almost like Pippa Middleton, kind of like buttoned at the bottom and at the back. And the most beautiful girl, absolutely stunning. She looked like the typical bride and I started crying in the changing rooms and I was like, I'm so cross with myself that I didn't lose weight. I'm so cross with myself that I look like this. I'm so cross with myself that I've ended up with this kind of like this style of dress and like it's beautiful, but I don't know, would I have gone for it if I was smaller? All of these things in my head of like, I'm going to look horrible on the big day. My confidence was just really knocked. Luckily, I had a really lovely seamstress who was like, fuck the skinny bitches. And oh, yeah. she was remember. great, yeah. <laughs> we did an episode on this, we didn't did. we? Uh, back in season one. So definitely go and listen to it if definitely, you haven't already. Yeah. Um, and I will say like, there's no kind of like solid advice here, but just be kind to yourself and just know this I promise you I promise you that you will have a fantastic day and that when you look back on the pictures you will go oh I look great but more importantly than that you won't even really be thinking about how you look you'll just be thinking that was a great day all that matters is that you're marrying the love of your life and he loves you she loves you for for who you are not what you look like so please just bear that in mind. Fuck your family for being nasty bastards. Have a word with them. I would have a word with them if you're comfortable too, yeah. because that's unacceptable. And that is creating unnecessary stress for you before your wedding. You don't really need that. Yeah. I'd have a word. But hold your head high. It's your day. You'll rock that dress. Hell yeah. Once you've got all your hair and makeup done, all your bridesmaids on, all your family around and everything, I promise you'll have a cracking day exactly. and just try and try and just focus on the positive and just piss out the negative thoughts I know it's hard it but is. you can do but it her comment about not feeling worthy to wear something so pretty is heartbreaking and I think we can all relate at some point in our lives but I'm just going to say why what's the evidence to suggest that you are not worthy to wear something so beautiful are you a horrible person are you a shit face no you're wonderful and you deserve to wear something beautiful on your special day and so I hope you do and then also if you can post photos on the Facebook group that'd be really great thanks so we can all just perv over you that'd be great thanks so much <laughs> so we also had another message I wanted to share from the lovely Lydia on our Facebook group which is Go Love Yourself community if you don't already know about it she says usually I look back on photos and I think how awful I looked but this time I'm trying my absolute hardest and looking for the joy instead and enjoying our first trip as a family of four all because of the podcast and it's a wonderful community oh, oh I got the biggest I smile know, on my face literally that's just so wonderful there are so many examples of oh you wonderful people changing things changing in your life as a result of 
listening to this podcast but also being part of the facebook community group so if you do listen to our podcast and you're not on the group i would thoroughly recommend it it's just full of wonderful wonderfulness just search for go love yourself community on facebook and you'll find us oh that's really made me happy and i think there's a lesson there for all of us in looking at photos because it, it can be difficult and i think you know when people say oh, the camera doesn't like it does mm. but yeah there's a lesson for us all there in looking for the joy instead of looking at what we look like oh yeah i'm definitely gonna start doing that a bit more i think that's lovely yeah it is isn't it so before we go we want to tell you about another podcast that you might be interested in listening to it's actually a fiction podcast and if you've never listened to a fiction podcast before it's basically a drama unfolding in your ears sounds pretty wonderful yes and it's another crowd network podcast made in collaboration with women's aid and it's called eliza it's an incredible story which tackles hugely important issues Uh, it looks at dominance manipulation love and coercive control it's not an in-your-face drama but it is a real kind of representation of what women and men can face behind closed doors so here's a fun thing eliza is actually a robot but her story is very human i will say uh it's also in a few a future that's kind of too close for comfort and the lead role is played by sex education's tanya reynolds um i absolutely love sex education i'm obsessed with that show uh, so if you want to give it a listen just search for eliza a robot story in your podcast apps and do let us know what you think thank you so much for listening we love you so much and don't forget to check out our patreon and apple subscription options where you can support the show for as little as one pound a week we'll chat to you next week but do check out our instagram at go love yourself pod and facebook group go love yourself community if you want a bit more go love yourself in your week see you then love you bye, bye. Network, a place where you belong. Hello, I'm La La La, let me explain. And this is, it's not you, it's them, but it might be you. I'm here to answer all your questions around love, relationships, sex, dating dilemmas, and anything else you throw my way. Join me three times a week as we work through the depths of this intimacy pool together. From Sony Music Entertainment, listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music or wherever you get your podcasts.